Hey guys, welcome to another Midmitten Gaming Podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, GM Jeff, and with me, as always, is Juice. Yeah, yo. Yep. We, uh, That's his cool catchphrase. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> hey, man, it is fantastic. A uh, quick episode for you. This is going to be one of our faster ones, but we just wanted to go over some tournament basics with you. Uh, there's a lot of new people in our meta, but even if you're not new, if you're a recurring player, uh, my, myself even, I have not been in a tournament because of the wonderful Rona in quite some time. And so it's just good to uh, get a reminder on some things. So with that, we're just going to go over some basics here for the next couple minutes and um, just kind of talk about a couple things that we think are great for you to have a great game with your opponent and just to have the best time possible. And this goes um, beyond so- like this goes beyond like free blades or even our personal meta. Like if you're new to miniature gaming or you're new to any of that, you know that kind of stuff. Tournaments, competitive play. Uh, this will just be really good. Like know what you need to do because like i remember my first tournament i was like i didn't know what i like did everything way above and beyond because i was so nervous about screwing something up Mm -hmm. yeah definitely so we're just going to go back and forth here on a couple things we don't have a set number but just kind of as they come um, but i'll go ahead and kick us off with a couple that i know so um number one number one yeah uh first one i'm going to say is be vocal about your intentions with model placement or with what you're trying to do. Now, of course, there's some like hidden strategy that you want to keep. You don't want to be like, hey, I'm moving this model over here because I want to stop your you know, army from coming this way. You know, But if you go behind a wall and your intention is that you want cover from that wall, then let it be known. You know, Like, hey, my intention is I'm behind this guy. My intention is... I want to block your line of sight from your caster, those kind of things. Because if your opponent, um, and especially in Freeblades, I see this because they have a great community, or we do, but if your opponent says okay, then it's kind of like a mutual agreement that if nothing changes, then that is the situation, like that is, okay, you have cover, or you have you block line of sight. Now, of course, they could move their model in their turn, those kind of things, but yep. uh, just you know, make your intentions known. Hey, I'm, I'm going to try to charge this model. And uh, think about it for a second, you know, before, like, you know, you can pre-measure in some games. That's perfectly fine. You know, just kind of look at your options and and um, let your opponent know what you're attempting to do once you have decided you're doing it, you know. This this is especially important in Freeblades. Uh, the, the main thing for this, for general, generally speaking, is, like, if you want to have cover and you're kind of inching out behind a wall, be like, hey, I want to see, but I also want cover. Can you show? tell me when to stop? You know, and you can move the model out, and they'll be like, all right, right there's good. So now you know that they know that you can see, right. and they know that you have cover, and you know both of those things as well. But for Freeblades, um, yeah. just bear in mind, especially when you're doing movements, the way that Freeblades actually works, and, you know, a lot of people fast play, so we don't we miss this occasionally, but the way Freeblades works is you declare what you're going to do with the model, right? I'm going to charge my Wolf Carl at the Bear Mystic. That would be weird. I'm going to charge the Wolf Carl at the Sun Eater. <laughs> um, and, then you're, and then you don't move the model yet. Your opponent gets the opportunity to do reactions. So just remember, like, once you've decided what you want to do, just... You know, declare your it's d- your movement for the most part. 
Yeah. Yep. Um, with that, Jeff, give us a number two. Number two. Yeah, so number two, uh, guys, this will just save us uh, a lot of hassle. Show up, and, and I, I'm giving this tip because I didn't do it at Gen Con. <gasps> Oopsies. Anyway, show up with a printed army list. Um, generally, it's good to have a printed list for each of your opponents. Um you could also just write it out as long as you have legible handwriting, especially for a game like free blades. Like you, uh, you have a printed out list that has like what the model's name on it. You don't need all the model stats. They can look those up. If you want to be nice and print out a full stat block or whatever, you can do that, but you don't need to do that. You just need to have what models and what, how much gold they cost. Uh, you need at least one to hand in to the tournament organizer generally. And then you can print off one for each of your opponents as well if you want to. You don't have to. Or just, or just ask for that one back from your opponent for your next opponent. That's what I've done. I typically yep. print two, one for the organizer and one for the – and it's good for you too to do that because when you sit down and you write it all out, it helps to catch like uh, if you're off slightly on the gold value or if you have an illegal free band. It's better to know that before you hand that into the tournament organizer and all of a sudden you're building a new list because you have too many heroes or, you know, whatever. Or, you know, it's a 250 gold list and you bring like 290 something. You know, that would just be embarrassing. Not that <laughs> yeah. any of the Canadians like have that. ever done that. <laughs> They have not. No, no, I'm just kidding. Not, not, um, not one of the twins. They definitely didn't do that. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> uh, we love you guys, don't seriously. Don't mind Jeff. He's just bitter. No, Number just, three. They were just ahead of the curve now that we're, you know, this potentially more gold armies. They were playing free captains. But <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So, number three, I will go ahead. So, um... This has happened to me a lot in tournaments, and I'll just say, if you're in a good community, then it's okay to but be vocal about things that are like bothering you, or not, and not in a negative way. But here's my example: if there's a rule that you want to question, if there's a your opponent, you know, sometimes they'll be rolling dice and you can't see it; they pick it up too fast. They're excited about the tournament, that kind of stuff. Be vocal about that. Be vocal about what you, you know, you want. Like, hey, man, I, you know, I, I just, I wasn't able to see your dice. If you don't mind, I really like to be able to see them. I just, you know, I believe you. I just, like, I just want to be able to see them because that's just how I roll, you know. No pun intended. Uh, okay. Sorry for the background noise. I'm recording mobile here. But, um, or, you know, one thing that's really important is set parameters. This could probably be its own column, but uh, make sure you and your opponent agree on stuff beforehand too like um and make sure you know the yeah this is number four i guess number, number four, four. Um, make sure you and your opponents know the scenario agree what the win condition is and then finally especially for free blades but this goes for any game sit down just real quick and assess the terrain if the board is uneven your organizers try their best but if the board's uneven as long as you mutually agree on where something should go that's okay before deployment to move something. If there is one side has the advantage over the other and that's not how it's supposed to be. Now, sometimes it is. That's why rolling for the board, board edge is important. But 
just be vocal about that. You know, uh, also with terrain, make sure that you announce what it is before. And this only applies to certain games. But if your opponent thinks that a wall is you know, just partial cover, but you're thinking it blocks line of sight completely, it's important to just kind of go through real quick and be like, hey, are these forests? Okay. Are these walls solid features? Sure. Is this rough terrain? Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. And it'll save you a lot of hassle when go. they charge you upstairs and you're like, I thought that was rough terrain, you know? Yeah. So go through and, you know, talk talk through what the different terrain types are. Now, I am going to disagree with Juice on a point that he just said. Don't move terrain on the board. Uh, unless you need to move it to place an objective or something, but generally those boards have been set already, and so it is not proper etiquette to uh, remix the board, if you will, because everybody okay, so... everybody plays on that board. If there is something right. that's uneven, so the thing that he's talking about is a couple of years ago there's a game where um, his, the, his opponent's objectives were out in the open, and his objectives were behind a wall, and the, you just had to look at the objective and make a test. And so he had to get all the way to the other side of the board where his opponent could start doing it immediately. That is uneven and unfair, right? Uh, and so, and and also not the intention. And so, if something seems wow, this seems really, really one-sided, like from a train standpoint. Yeah, call the TO over and ask if, you know, make sure you can move the train. Or if it's like, if it's really, really uneven like that, before you roll for deployment sides or whatever, um, you can agree with your opponent to like even up the train a little bit. Like, like in this case, we would have opened up one of uh, the opponent's right, objectives and covered up one of uh, so, Juice's objectives. So I, re I redact my original statement. For our tournaments, it's better just to get the TO. I think just get the TO if you feel like something's weird. Now, there is going to be sometimes, like I said, where you're going to roll for sides and that's part of the game. Maybe there's a giant mountain in front of one side, not the other, but it's even as far as you know other stuff goes. Um, so just just get the TO if that's something, but just be mindful of it. Talk about it first and then this happens a lot in tournaments, but you know, sometimes you just, you stay at your table edge because you don't want to move it. But look at the terrain and just assess like, Hey, numbers five. No. <laughs> are, we, are we on number five? Uh, no, I guess that was uh subheader a, <laughs> no, I think it's number five. Like, Number five, All right. when you roll for table edges, don't just take the edge that you walk over to because sometimes players will run to their table, look at it, figure out what edge they want, and then sit on that table edge. And then when you're rolling for – it's a trick that you can do, and so you can do it if you want to. But then when you roll for who gets to deploy where, uh, you might – like your opponent got to the table first, picked his table edge, and then you won the roll – but are like, oh, I'll just stay here. It's not a big deal. No, look at the train and pick which side is going to be most beneficial to your play style. Maybe it's the side you're already on. Maybe it's the side that's not. Or you can be like Jeff and just make your opponent move for no reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> Why? Because they went, they ran to the table and took the side they want. So I'm going to take that side. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's just because. You're just tired. You're like, oh, I'm going to sit here waiting for my opponent. But yes, very a much lot, so. A lot of times people try and juke yeah. you. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, 
It depends on the game, the game, but for sure. And then number six. What do you number think six. Oh, it's mine. Uh, number six. Uh, make sure you have your front arcs painted on your bases, guys. Um, nothing's, uh, you know, especially if, if you have arcs, if arcs matter in, in your game, um, and they do in free blades, make sure that uh, they are painted on there or at least yeah. marked off in some way because nothing's worse than playing against an opponent that doesn't have front arcs and arcs really matter. And then they're like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, here's the arc. And it's not what you expected the arc to be. So. Yeah, for sure. Make sure they're visible. Now, like Jeff said, you don't have to necessarily paint them on. It can be like a decal. It could be marker, really, as long as it's a contrasting color. Um, but what you want to do is usually it's shoulder to shoulder, but not every model is that. Basically, you're splitting the base in half. It's kind of what it comes down to um, because that's the front arc of your model. So, so I just put dots on either side to represent front and back arc, right? I put a dot to divide those two. So if you draw a line between the two dots, you're going to get my front arc and my back arc. Um, yep. And so and I'll then, put those on the side or I'll just put a line on the side. Right. For me, I did lines this time because I like the way they look. And then uh, what I did is I used my army painter mat, self-healing mat. It's a great thing, great tool, but it has divides on there for the bases but you can go online and find printouts that have it if you want guides yep. or you just use your best judgment but for the most part if you turn the base upside down wherever that especially free blades bases they already have that divider in the middle where the uh the model goes into that's going to be pretty like on center for you there, there's one um, that's on center i'm looking at one right now there's one that's on center pretty close and then there's one that's off center don't do the off-center okay, so. one. Yeah. Anyway. But for the most part, a, a guide or, you know, when in doubt, I mean, if it looks weird, you're going to know. Like, you can draw a circle around the model and mark where your things are. And if it seems like if you draw a line to the other one and it doesn't look like it goes down the middle, then you probably have your arcs off a little bit. Yep. I mean, it, don't worry. We're not going to get out there. You know, no tournament organizer gets out there with a measuring tape, but it can be an advantage, especially if somebody flanks you and you're like, hey, my shield's back there. And it's like, uh, how? You have, instead of a 180-degree front arc, you have like a 200-degree front arc. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Now, with that, too, that's where intentions come into play, like we talked about earlier. If your intention is to be in the back arc of a model, you're not quite sure, like, hey, opponent, where would that be here? I can move anywhere I want here, but I want to make sure, like, you know I'm in the back arc. Um, if he's, like, right there, I don't know if that's in my back arc, but that is. Okay. Then you go there, you know? Yep. Generally speaking, the community uh, for certain games is going to be real open and real friendly. If you're playing other games, they might be really close and they might be like, well, you figure it out. You put your model wherever it goes and then I'll let you know whether that's front or back arc, and but that's where your model's staying regardless. You know, okay. some people some people will be like that, but you shouldn't run into that in the Freeblades community. And I'll be honest, if you do, call the TO. Uh, <laughs> because, like, that, that's not the spirit of the game. Speaking of right. spirit of the game, number seven. I think. Uh, spirit, spirit of the game. Uh, go ahead and um, if you guys are having a rules debate, instead of 
just debating about it, right, and not opening the rule book, just open the rule book and read what it says. So the cards are great. I love the tarot cards. They are fantastic. They are shorthand, though. If you have a question about the talent, oftentimes it will be much better for you to just crack open the core rule book, whether it's on your phone, your tablet, or you printed out a copy, and read the rule for yourself. If you still have a question after doing that, or it's still not clear, call the TO over to make a judgment, or just dice off. High, you get your way. Low, I get my way. Right? And right. so, and that, that's, how, that's how you settle those rules arguments. But I, I see far too many players um, debating about how the interpretation of a rule without ever opening the rule book. And a lot of times you can just quench that argument right there by opening the rule book. And then last, like, just if, if you read it, just dice off if you still have a disagreement after reading it. Um, it's Unless you feel like that you need the TO. I mean, if it's something like, if it's something simple, you know, then I'd say dice off. But there is times when it's like. If it's a major play, you might want to call the T over. Yeah. yeah. But if it's not, just dice off. Anyway, and then ask later. But that's what the TO is there for, is to answer those kind of questions. So ask away. Cool. Cool. You got anything else? That's mostly it. I mean, um, paint your minis if you can. (laughs) Well, yeah, for the the Michigan GT, it's three-color minimum uh, that's out there. And so you want to paint your minis up, you know. uh, Uh Wear deodorant. Drink lots of water and, uh, you know, make sure you have all your dice and ducks in a row, you know, your tokens to represent things, any of that stuff. That's just normal, but that, those are some quick things for you. People forget to drink water a lot cons, during the yeah. tournament. And that'll, yeah, that'll make you, like, you know, that'll mess with you for sure. So that, I believe, is it, unless there's anything else that you can think of. Eat vegetables. <laughs> Uh, it yes. is it is weird, I, but I, at conferences, this is just, now we're into like conferences. We'll do another one on conference tips. On cons. Yeah, yeah we'll do yeah. we'll do one on cons. But those are some tournament tips for you. Seven tournament tips to get you through your first uh, tournament. And remember, it's it's about fun. Like you're there playing games to have fun, you know. Uh-huh. And like if you win, great. If you lose, oh well. Like it's not a big deal. You know, you you get another game. Write their name down for vengeance later. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Find out where their address is and you know. Uh, number eight. <laughs> they, yeah, number eight. Murder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, you know, uh, just it's a it's a for fun game and if and so oh number real 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 talk though number eight. eight <laughs> number eight. Uh, celebrate your opponent's. Uh, victories, even if it's like crushing for you, be crushed by it, but still be like, oh man, that be was crazy. <laughs> be you crushed by it. Crushed like, by let's it. say, <laughs> no, let, let's say, just for example, like you're sitting there and you get charged by like two Velazor knights, right? And that guy is gonna <laughs> die, you know, and you know that guy's gonna die, and then you put an archer into that fight again for some reason, you know, so now both of them are gonna die, and your opponent just destroys yeah, those two right. guys and then let's say your leader tarches and runs away as as a result of that combat all of that happens you know that was a really cool move for your opponent that's super exciting for them to like see all that happen so it's okay to like 
and and paint and paint their models with a hammer anyway uh so you know uh it's but in all honesty when i was playing uh my opponent my esteemed opponent mr potter right uh got a 52 <laughs> some stupid number 51 i think uh, on a discipline check for one of his guys. And so he gets like this pile of fate stones, right? He gets like three or four fate stones off of this. And so uh, I was like, that was wicked. You know, I celebrated with him, you know, because that was a that was a cool role. So celebrate with your opponent. And if they celebrate with you, you guys are going to have a great game, you know, as they I, celebrate I your achievements. Goes, yeah, I think it goes both ways too. If your opponent has tarched, <clears throat> he's critically failed like 10 rolls. You know, don't obviously you're in there to win, but like, uh, give, show some empathy. You know, don't be like, oh, I'm so excited, just crushed your thing for the tenth time when you know that you should not have been able to kill that hero with that follower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When so, all right, cool. So there you go. Let's with that, celebrate and mourn together. Weep with those who weep. <laughs> rejoice with those who rejoice. <laughs> and mourn. Dude, I'm sorry you're such a loser. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad that you suck. Anyway. <laughs> Maybe next time. And then also, and I did no, great. Number nine. If you suck, go buy new dice. Okay, that's the end of it. Alright. Alright. <laughs> Alright, well, thanks for listening, guys. And uh we're really excited for the Michigan GT. We'll we will have some coverage of that. We might record while we're yeah, down it's... there, so we'll have some coverage of that for you. And uh yeah. There's open slots for the games each day, so come in, and then we're going to do a debrief afterwards, so look forward to that episode. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we will be doing another giveaway episode here shortly, so keep your ears to the ground for that. All right, with that, we hope you guys have a great uh, time doing the stuff that you're doing. Yep, and remember um, to write down your enemies. (laughs) Address and go hunt them down. Oh, my gosh. Too much. Stop it. Okay, never mind. Don't do that. We don't endorse any of that. All right, yeah, bye. Hunt them down. <laughs> celebrate with them. All right. Yeah, hunt them down. Jeez, oh, peace. All right, bye.